Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. You are just listening to Everyday Animals. That song is called Insane from their new album, Under the Tyranny of Good Weather. I'm broadcasting live from Los Angeles, California, and today I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Lawrence Wilson about fatigue and brain fog, their underlying causes, and how to address those problems. But before we get started, I have to do a little disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition, because that would be illegal. Live to 110 Radio is solely informational in nature. Please consult your health care practitioner before engaging in any treatment that I suggest on this show. So do you have a question today for our guest about brain fog or fatigue? Please call in at 917-889-2838. Again, that's 917-889-2838. Pick up that phone and call in. Don't be shy. Last week's show was great. I interviewed Van Halsema, a master Pilates instructor. We explored how Pilates improves MS, stenosis, osteoporosis, and can aid in your pregnancy, your birth, and postpartum recovery. You can check out her website at vhpilates.com to find out more about what she's all about. So give that show a listen if you're at all curious about Pilates and how it can improve an injury or your health condition. Next week, I interview Mark Ching from thepetsterant.com and why it's important to feed your pet a primal diet. It's the only food that I feed my pets. It's it's really funny. It's organic, grass-fed, paleo diet for your pets. (laughs) So many pets today are suffering from degenerative diseases like arthritis and cancer simply because of their diet. So during this interview, you're going to learn a little bit about what you should be feeding your pet and what your pet, uh, and also that you'll save a ton of on vet bills in the future. You know, animals are a lot like us humans in that, you know, we don't get as sick when we eat a healthy diet. And Mark is the only person that I go to when my dog's sick because somehow my vet always makes my dog sicker because they only prescribe medications, you know, kind of like human doctors. Mark always has a wonderful holistic approach to treating any pet, including treating them with their diet. So now for today's show, I'm really, really excited. I've been really looking forward to this show today. Um, we have Dr. Lawrence Wilson on the show. He's an expert in nutritional balancing science using hair mineral analysis. I've had such amazing results with nutritional balancing with my own health. I've been on the program for a little over a year, and I've referred all of my health coaching clients to do this program as well because i, I only see good results with it. Every single client I refer, their health is improving, their autoimmune conditions are improving. Really, any kind of health condition improves because it heals the entire body. So I want to help, you know, try and give all you listeners as much information as I can about this protocol because it's so amazing. Today, Dr. Wilson is going to discuss how to rid yourself of fatigue and brain fog. Um, he is going to reveal the underlying causes of these epidemic problems in our society and how to address them by healing the entire body with nutritional balancing science. And you can get a preview of what he's all about on his brilliant, vast website, drlwilson.com. Well, hi, Dr. Wilson. How are you? Very well. Very well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um 
Oh, why don't you tell us who you are and what led you to nutritional balancing science? Um, okay. Um, well, I've been um, I've been working. I have a medical degree, but I never got a license because my own health fell apart, and I left my medical residency. I never really wanted to do um, regular medicine, but my brother had cancer about 40 years ago. And so I, um, I ended up going to medical school because my family wouldn't listen to me. I learned about natural methods of helping people with cancer, and I, but my family wouldn't listen to me. They were very medically oriented um, unless I was a doctor. So I became a doctor. Um, however, my own health fell apart uh, during medical school from stress and other things. And I left the medical residency, and I, became a, I wanted to do nutrition and I've worked as a nutrition consultant now for about 33 years. Um, and early on, very early on, I, I bumped into Dr. Paul Eck. I tried many programs to get myself well. I had adrenal exhaustion. I had brain fog. I was told I had cancer, and I didn't want the conventional therapy. And um, Dr. Paul Eck was the founder of Nutritional Balancing Science, and when I... Uh, went on his program, which was still being developed, very much in development around 1980. Um, I noticed that I felt better, and I had a practice when I tried different programs on people in my practice, and this one did the best with people. The results were consistent. It uses hair mineral analysis, but interpreted a special way, and you have to use a laboratory that doesn't wash the hair, which is there's only two of them in, in the world that I know of. And um, so I learned his science. I, first I went on the Kelly Metabolic Cancer Therapy, which was somewhat based on the same science. And then I went on the Nutritional Balancing Program with Dr. Paul Eck. Um, and so I have been doing this now for 33 years. And Dr. Eck um, died about 17 years ago. I worked for him for 14 years. I was his right-hand man. I did his writing for him. Um, he was what I call stream of consciousness, absolute genius type of person, meaning he, had, he was sort of up in the ethers, if you know what I mean. And so I did writing uh, over there at his laboratory and helped with everything. And then he passed on, and I have um, continued his research. Now, the laboratory has not always um, agreed to what I've suggested, um, but uh, we've continued his research. I've added coffee enemas, sauna therapy, a particular meditation exercise, the Roy Masters meditation, um, and a few other things, and made some changes in the supplements and the diet. Dr. Eck did not pay too much attention to the diet. Um, he, he, he did endorse diet, but the diets were much simpler uh, when he was doing it, and they didn't work as well. Um, and so the programs today are actually a lot better, much, much better. And it wouldn't take anyone else as much time as it's taken me to heal because I started out doing a lot of things wrong. For yeah. example, I was drinking reverse osmosis water. That's not a good idea. <clears throat> I did that for years. But I found out later it doesn't hydrate the body very well, and we prefer spring water. But that's basically how I got started with nutritional balancing was for my own health and then because I had a nutrition practice, I had a very large nutrition practice in Phoenix uh, for about 15 years, um, I got to test out Dr. X's ideas and other people's ideas. 
I tested many, many systems, vegetarian systems, blood type systems, all kinds of systems, macrobiotics, and I incorporated the best of those systems in what is now nutritional balancing science. Yeah, I, I'm training in this protocol right now. I'm about halfway through your text. And, you know, I've been studying nutrition for a number of years, and everything in the text makes so much sense. I mean, it's just completely mind-blowing how... Yeah, now, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to everybody, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, but it, it just really um, is so comprehensive in how... You you have very to very comprehensive. Yeah, yeah. You have to balance your mineral levels for your body to be healthy. <clears throat> well, it's, what you have to do, you know, you asked the question earlier, why are people tired and why do they have brain fog? What we find is everybody is toxic today, and everybody is depleted of nutrients today, and most people, their body is out of tune, which is like an engine out of tune, and that's that the oxidation rate or metabolic rate is either too fast or too slow. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a summary of what's going on in the world today. The world has never been more toxic with toxic metals ever in history. Levels are a thousand times higher than ever before, thanks to industrialization, uh, burning coal without putting scrubbers on the plants, um, all kinds of, um, you know, uh, things like that. Radiation poisoning is rampant. And there's thousands of toxic chemicals all over the environment. America is actually one of the cleanest places. You know, we make it sound like America is so bad. No, America is one of the cleanest places to live. I know. It's I bad in, how these, these industries in China, they don't put the scrubbers on the... Oh, the it's plant. horrible. You and so the that, that toxicity floats over here. It, it, right. I lived in Mexico City. I went to medical school in Mexico, and... Um, uh, my eyes burned as soon as I went into Mexico City. They say it's ten times worse than Los Angeles. Wow. And there were three million Volkswagens, at least, with no pollution devices on the cars hmm. at all. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg with all the different industries and different, different things going on. And so everybody's toxic. They're born toxic. We do hair tests on three-month-old babies, and they're full of toxic metals from their mothers. Mm -hmm. Stuff is passed on right from the through the placenta, from the mother to the child. I know. I sadly uh, just had a hair mineral test for my daughter, and lo and behold, she has all of my toxicity and my copper toxicity and aluminum toxicity and deficiency, yes. you know, nutrient deficiencies that I had is you know quite similar. That's right. That's one of the most important things that we're trying to do is produce healthy babies because. They're all sick today. They're all sick. Um, they're, I'll t what we find, for example, is any child who's been on this program for, say, four or five years, they're usually several grade levels ahead of their peers because the whole school system, everything, has been adjusted down, has been dumbed down, basically, to accommodate today's children. That's how ill all the children are, and I'm not even talking about the ADD children you know, and the autistic children and all the horrors um, that are going on out there with the children. But that's because they're getting all the toxic metals from their parents, mother primarily, and the food today is not very good, even the highest quality organic food. And this is very easy to, to prove. There's a book out there that compares the, uh, the United States Department of Agriculture statistics 
on the food content, the mineral content, vitamin content of food 100 years ago, and the food content today. The food today is all hybridized. Everything, everything is hybrids. And that's not even the genetically modified stuff. But they're all hybrids. We grow 10 times as much food on the, on the same plot of land, and we're not putting the minerals back on the food. And so the food is much less nutritious today. Yeah, there's no financial benefit for a farmer to do that. There's no financial benefit. That's right. That's right. The food hybrids are not set up for nutrition. The food may look good, but it's more starchy, it's lower in protein usually, and it's much lower in minerals. And so you're right. One of the big parts of a nutritional balancing program is to remineralize the body. That's a key component. We do it using sea salt. Even though sea salt has a few toxic metals, it's still worth it. We use kelp. We use something called endoveggie, which is a vegetable capsule. It's sort of like those green powders, but we like it better because the green powders go bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They oxidize, whereas in the capsule it doesn't do that. Yeah, I've had these green powders put in my smoothies. I always wondered why it smells so bad. (laughs) And we use tons of cooked vegetables because cooked vegetables are the main source of minerals. Raw food, you will not get the minerals out of it. Juices, yes, but they're too yen in Chinese medicine to be doing a lot of juices. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually is the basis of the diet, is the cooked vegetables, 70 80% of the diet. And, and that is the basic cause today why most people are tired and, and brain fog is rampant. It is just rampant. It's very interesting because there's very little information on the Internet about brain fog. When people type brain fog, my article usually comes up in the first page of Google. And uh, Wikipedia, I think, just added a, a little section on brain fog. But it's, um, it's not diagnosed by doctors. It's not a disease in the sense of, you know, it's not caused by a bacteria or something. But it is extremely common, extremely common. Yeah, I well, after I had my child, you know, I just assumed I had mommy brain. And, uh, you know, I've definitely been suffering from brain fog for a number of years. My memory is nothing what it used to be. And it, it's just so frustrating living with that. You just feel so dumb. And, yeah. But it's just these toxic heavy metals are affecting your brain. Yes, and malnutrition and toxic mm-hmm. chemicals and being out of balance, which is a concept we endorse heavily you have to have a hair mineral test and you have to know how to interpret it to even assess the balance but the balance of the electrolytes particularly uh, is very important it is like pedaling a bicycle in the right gear Uh, if you know you know you know how that if you pedal your bike too fast or if you pedal too slowly you get tired i don't know if you have familiar with bicycles car is the same thing run the engine too fast or run the engine too too slowly and the car loses power they call that the torque curve of an engine um, and that's how your body works same thing when the when the when the metabolic rate or oxidation rate is perfect your energy comes up dramatically and that allows your body to remove toxic metals deeply we don't like chelation it's not powerful enough and it has some toxic side effects um, we don't need it we use other methods, but the main one is balancing the oxidation rate, or that's one of about 14 methods. Um, and that's a very important concept. But you know what? Uh, your, memory's going, your memory, Wendy, is going to improve. Mine has improved. It amazes me, the things I can remember. 
I'm really looking thing. forward to that because you know, I, when I first started the program, you know, I take a lot of notes, I do a lot of reading, I write for my blog, and so I would look at a page and, you know, copy down a note, and I just, I couldn't remember the page number. I tried it a hundred times, and not once out of that hundred times could I remember the page number when I was going to notate it in my notebook. Yeah. But since I've been on the program, I, I remember, I've been on the program for a year, and now I remember about, you know, 75% of the time. Well, so that's I'm kind a good start. Of, yeah, I'm using that as kind of a gauge to my memory and my brain fog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's very important, of course. I first noticed this years and years ago. I remember I have a vivid memory of a mother and her little girl. The girl was about five or six, or no, maybe seven. <clears throat> and um, the mother brought the girl in for infections, you know, colds and flus and all that. And they came back after about four months on the program, and they said, yeah, we're much better. We haven't had to go to the doctor for infections. And then the mother just said, as an aside, she says, and by the way, my daughter's grades went from D to A. And I mm -hmm. said, what? And she said, yeah. And that was my first tip-off uh, that this program, you see, it's one of the nice things about healing the entire body. I had no, even no clue that this little girl even had any trouble in school. Um, but here, without addressing her brain, because I didn't, I didn't, that was not the reason they came in. Um, her grades, you know, were completely different. And we hear that over and over again. Um, my, uh, someone who helps clean my, the house just put her daughter on the program, a 14-year-old. And um, she didn't even mention problems in school. When she, I asked her what was wrong with her. and It was the usual stuff. She was tired and depressed, you know, typical symptoms today. Those are among the big ones along with constipation. And um, But you know what? When I asked her how she was doing after a number of months, um, the mother said, oh, and you know what? She's not having trouble in school anymore. She was dropping out of school. She actually was held back a grade. Mm -hmm. That's how common this brain fog is and how accepted it is. Um, and it's very sad because it's yeah. affecting all the young people. That's what I'm hoping for my daughter because she has about a, a year speech delay. She's three years old. And yeah. that's why I had to do something. We got her in a special ed preschool, and I had to get her on the nutritional balancing program. And she yeah. was deficient in zinc, and you need zinc to activate the higher thinking areas of your brain, the neocortex areas of your brain, so that your mm -hmm. brain can function. Yes, yes. And um, the brain needs many, many, many nutrients, and it needs to be in balance, and you have to clean it out um, of all the, the toxins which are there. A lot of people have brain parasites, too. Oh, Anybody wow. who eats pig products, you often will have um, uh, parasites, trichina cysts, and possibly even worms. And, uh, and some people have Lyme disease. Lyme disease is extremely widespread and causes weird, you know, strange symptoms, and it's not that easy to find. So all that can contribute to brain fog. Um, there's not a single cause for brain fog, which is a mild form of dementia, by the way. Mm -hmm. you know, in medical terms, we'd, they'd call it a mild form of dementia. Um, and it hits young people. It's not like Alzheimer's disease. Um, but those are some of the causes of, of brain fog. And it is epidemic. It is, it is everywhere. And one, another thing that makes it much worse is vegetarian diets. Yeah, I was going to mention that because I know when I was vegetarian for about 18 months, 
Then I went vegan for six months, and there were times when I could, barely, I could barely think. I couldn't remember anything. My mental functioning, it was so severely impaired. And yeah. I remember being at the doctor trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I just didn't feel right. I was tired, and I couldn't I couldn't even remember all the recommendations she gave me. Like she had to come back in and repeat everything that she had just told me. And I, fortunately, I was reading uh, Gut and Psychology Syndrome shortly thereafter, and I read all my symptoms and vitamin deficiencies in that book. So I realized that the vegan diet was at the root of all my health problems. But yeah, I it's very never, sad like, because there are people pushing those diets, vegetarian and vegan, even, even worse. Vegan diet's a killer. Oh yeah. I don't care if you feel great on it because you know what? You may feel good on it in some ways, but it is not a good diet. It is not a healthy diet at all. It's missing nutrients, and, um, you know, it's pernicious. It's pernicious, these books that talk about how wonderful it is. I fell for it myself. I became vegan for three and a half years, oh. and it wrecked my health. And I, all I'm I can lucky, do is I tell people, be careful. Don't do I'm, it. Well, I'm lucky I only lasted six months, and I didn't. I felt off, and I was like, uh-uh. i got to figure out what is wrong and get to the bottom yeah. of it. So, thankfully, because I have friends that are, I mean, they're have osteoporosis and they're breaking bones and they're just... That's they're right. That's another problem with it. They're mad. Definitely. You definitely get weak bones. You shorten your life. Uh, the brain doesn't work right. And it's very romantic. You know, we don't want to kill animals. We don't want to hurt animals. Uh, we don't want all that grease in our kitchen. On and on. Uh, I fell for the whole thing, so I, I do understand. It sounds wonderful, but the the fact of the matter is there's never been a vegan culture in the history of the earth, and that's because humans intuitively know what they need nutritionally, and that's why the majority of the world eats meat. Yeah, that was Weston Price's work. He looked for vegetarian tribes, and mm -hmm. he didn't find any that were healthy. There were more or less vegetarian uh, people, but not really. They, most of them, uh, they'd even stop their wars during the fishing season or the hunting season so that they could um, you know, eat some meat and replenish themselves. A lot of them had reproductive problems, too. You know, I read that uh, vegetarian diets can cause people to accumulate copper. And while yeah. we do need copper, like, how exactly does copper toxicity that many vegetarians have cause brain fog? Well, we call copper the emotional mineral. Um, and copper uh, activates the what are called the biogenic amines in your brain, which is epinephrine, norepinephrine, and dopamine. And those have to do with emotions and making you more emotional. Um, copper also causes slight detachment from reality. If you have enough copper, you get complete detachment from reality, which is schizophrenia. But if you have a mild case of copper poisoning, you get mild detachment, which is, we use the word spacey, or schizoid, or brain fogged. In other words, you detach from reality and you can't think straight. You cannot think straight. And so that's just one mechanism of how copper causes brain fog, is that it causes detachment from reality um, and it also makes you more emotional. So it's harder to keep a, you know, a, just a calm, even temperament and it's hard to learn anything in that situation. So it's true. And um, when you're a vegetarian or when your adrenal glands are weak, uh, you tend to accumulate copper. Vegetarian proteins are high in copper. Meat is high in zinc, which opposes copper. And uh, women have more of a problem with this because women are more copper dominant 
than men to begin with. Copper is a feminine mineral. That means it is necessary to um, for fertility, for female fertility. It's associated with estrogen levels, actually. And um, But when you get too much copper, you're on the way to brain fog. Yeah, I know that's the problem with the vegetarian diet is your proteins are beans and nuts. And then I'll Those are high copper. Those are very high copper. And then I had and, tons of sugar and, cravings, so I ate chocolate all day long as well. That's which another is copper. And you're not eating meat, which has the zinc in it. Yeah. And taking so zinc supplements is better than nothing, but it's not quite the same because there are a lot of different compounds of zinc, and uh, just taking the supplement isn't enough. We find it, it isn't enough. What other toxic metals, uh, metals can contribute to brain fog? Um, many of them. It's very interesting. We, we have names for the different toxic metals because of their effects. So, for example, aluminum we call soft-in-the-head mineral. And aluminum, you know, is a very soft metal. And aluminum is associated, doctors know that it's associated with dementia. Um, when you get aluminum in your brain, it is associated with dementia. I've seen that in teenagers, in teenagers, you know, as early as teenage years. Uh, I'll never forget a young man came to me once who was going to a reform school in Phoenix. He had been kicked out of, I think, five high schools for bad behavior. And so he ended up in this reform school. And his driver dropped him off. Uh, he was, you know, institutionalized, basically. And his driver whispered to me, the boy has a bad attitude. Well, as soon as the boy got in my office, he was about 13, he said to me, Doc, my brain doesn't work. That's how he said it. And he was kind of pudgy-looking and a little overweight. Well, uh, I put him on a program. I knew we couldn't control the diet very well at the um, reform school, but we did our best and gave him some supplements. He came back six months later his driver dropped him off. He said, the kid's attitude has turned around. Wow. And the boy walked in my office, sat down and said, you know what, Doc? My brain works. Mm. Now, he had aluminum poisoning, big time, big time. It's found in cans, cookware, uh, antiperspirants, antiacids, and he was probably born with it from his mom. Mm. Peppermint teas, all the mint teas are also naturally high in aluminum. But you've got to watch those antiperspirants. Don't use them. And don't use the deodorant stone or the deodorant crystal. It's full of aluminum. I don't yeah. care if it's natural. Um, he also has cadmium poisoning. And um, cadmium we call the pseudo-masculine mineral um, because it gives you strength. Um, police and military, they're all high cadmium. Women who are in the workplace, in the man's world, you know, these, the corporate world, they're all high cadmium. Cadmium makes you tough. Cadmium toughens your body. Cigarettes are loaded with cadmium. And, you know, if you, if you think of the Marlboro Man and Joe Camel, the old cigarette ads, they, they were real tough guys. They were cowboy types, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's marijuana what the cadmium has, does. Ma- marijuana has cadmium, too. Marijuana is loaded oh, with cadmium. Okay. And the paper, marijuana, the, the cigarette paper is high in uh, cadmium. Mm-hmm. And um, so that one is actually associated with violence. But it also um, affects the mind, and it makes you take chances you shouldn't take, and it it, it makes you think you're real tough when you're not. Um, and so that's another factor. Um, this boy had copper, and copper, we said, is the emotional mineral. Um, another one is manganese, and manganese is associated with a form of schizophrenia. And there's something in the medical books called manganese madness. 
and people just act strange. Another very common one is mercury poisoning. And mercury we call the Mad Hatter mineral because it was true that they made hats in um, the middle Midwest of the United States in the 1850s or so, and they rubbed mercury on the felt and the coon skins, the, you know, the skins, to make hats. And these people lasted maybe five to ten years on the job at the most. And then they went a little kooky, a little wacky. And that is shown in the, the book Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. which has the, the Mad Hatters in it. Yeah. And they run around and they're kind of kooky. And the brain fog people, some of them have that. In other words, all brain fog is not the same. Some people can't concentrate. Some people, their mind is racing. That's a copper symptom. Some people, they just can't remember things. That's more of aluminum and some of the other metals. Um, and so mercury is another one. And there can be other toxic metals that can affect the brain as well. But I would say those are a few of them. Um, for example, nickel. Um, nickel is associated with suicidal thoughts and depression. And sometimes the reason people have brain fog is they're so depressed. I once worked with a lady who worked in the jet engine factory in uh, Phoenix, and she she ground down the bearings on the uh, the engines, and they were made out of chrome nickel steel and uh, lots of chromium and nickel. And uh, I said to her, did you wear your mask? She says, well, I don't like to wear my mask. It's too hot. Oh, well, no. she was breathing in all this stuff every day. By the way, the, the serial killers, they all have manganese. They've done hair tests on many of those guys who mm. shoot up the schoolyards. And manganese um, turns you into, can turn people into a killer. Uh, that's a type of brain fog, but it's really a psychosis. You know, it's a psychopath. Um, but the um, nickel, this lady was suicidally depressed. She was just ready to take her life. And when she got the nickel out, the whole thing went away. It was amazing to me, you know, how a mineral could do this. Yeah, that's what I love. Because I have studied psychology for years. Uh, since I was 15, I just I couldn't get enough psychology books. And, it, you know, and I've had lots of therapy, talk therapy and whatnot, tried antidepressants, and it amazes me in training for the Nutritional Balancing Certificate, how uh, profoundly uh, these metals affect your behavior. And it's just as simple as removing these metals to improve your your frame of mind and your your thinking, your mood. Yes, your attitude. Yes. I When Dr. Eck taught me that, I thought he was crazy. I really, you know, I loved the man. He was a brilliant guy. But when he said things like iron will make you angry, I thought, come on, you know, that's that's crazy. And he knew that it settled in a part of the brain called the amygdala, which is associated with anger and rage. Um, and so what I did in my practice was I started asking people, whenever I saw high iron on a hair test, which isn't that common, um, uh, actually it's quite common these days, but when in 1980s it seemed like it was less common, um, I would say to people, um, by the way, are you angry? And, you know, they would say to me, yes, how did you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And after I heard that three or four times, I realized, well, maybe Dr. Eck isn't crazy. Um, that they, the minerals play a role. And, and there's often an uh, anthropomorphic concept of the minerals. And what that means, that big word means, is that the mineral itself has certain properties. For example, iron 
is brittle and hard, right? Copper is rather soft. You can bend it. You know, a copper bracelet, you can bend it. So iron makes you hard and brittle. Copper um, is a feminine mineral, and it and you have too much of it, you get too soft, and you bend too easily. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. Calcium will give you strength, and calcium, if you want to know what's full of calcium, think of concrete, compressive strength. Mm. Um, uh, you know, phosphorus, we find on the hair chart, is associated with um, a quality of fiery quality. And many people remember in, in high school science class that they might have demonstrated phosphorus it, they kept it you have to store it under water and the teacher would take a pair of tweezers and he would lift a piece of phosphorus out of the water and it burst into flames spontaneously it's that fiery and then in order to get it to go out of the fire to go out you have to put it back in the water but when people don't have phosphorus enough they're not fiery enough and that's another cause of brain fog people are so tired today Mm-hmm. So tired. I yeah, remember a, lot people, of, a lot of them are constipated too. There's, I have so well, many. That's another problem. And that's with, slow metabolism too, and not enough water, or the water's not hydrating them, or they're not doing the diet right. They're doing fruit and other things that mess up the intestine. When they get on a diet of mostly cooked vegetables, a little animal protein every day, no exceptions, and um, a little bit of whole grain, and maybe a little bit of raw dairy. And, and the correct kind of water, usually spring water works, or second best is carbon-filtered tap water, then we find that um, the constipation generally goes away. Um, yeah, it's, it's really worrisome because, you know, these toxins in the bowels can reabsorb back into the body when the pathogenic bacteria are allowed more time to feed on the contents of the feces and proliferate. And yeah, they definitely like, do. Totally. How does this contribute to brain fog? Well, in the way the way constipation works is, that anything that sits in your intestine too long, it starts to um, ferment or rot, and it produces toxic chemicals. And those chemicals are reabsorbed. Doctors know about all this. They're the names of the chemicals. Like the rotting chemicals are indoles, skatol, cadaverine. There's all these things like that. They smell very bad, which is why some people's bowel movements smell bad. When it ferments, you end up with methane gas, and things like that, and that does not smell as bad. So when there's a lot of candida and a lot of fermenting in your intestines, um, you you will get a gas, but it's not as bad smelling, usually. And uh, but 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 uh, candida and other uh, yeasts in the intestine produce acetaldehyde, and they um, also produce alcohol. And so a big cause of brain fog today is that people are producing alcohol either in their intestines or even in their brain. They have literally fermentation going on in the brain, producing a little bit of alcohol, and so they're literally partially drunk. Hmm. And they're walking around that way all the time. All the time. Good or bad things. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's not a good thing because they can't think straight. Yeah. They can't think straight. Most people don't like it. Now... There are people who do like it, and that's why when they try to stop eating sugar, um, they get a crisis, and they don't like it, and they're anxious, and they start shaking all over, because they're into alcohol withdrawal. Mm. They're actually withdrawing from alcohol. 
And there's, there's a disease name for that. It's called delirium tremens. And, uh, you know, counselors know all about this because if you have an alcoholic, you have to dry him out, and they, they lock him up in a, in a jail cell usually or someplace. And for a couple of days, these people are anxious and shaky. And then it all goes away. Um, Is but, it possible that someone who's constipated that's producing these alcohols might be more drawn to alcohol? Yes. Using alcohol? Yes, you can. There's a, some kind of phenomena where um, if that, that becomes your drug of choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it, we should think of sugar. I think we should think of sugar as a gateway drug. I mean, marijuana is definitely a gateway drug, but so is sugar because it, it upsets your blood sugar, it weakens you, so it's the definition of an addictive drug. And, um, and of course, sugar is easy to get hold of. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's hard to avoid it. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's like the number one health issue that people are dealing with as far as the diet's concerned. Yeah. Um, sugar and carbohydrates, I'd say. Mm-hmm. You know, bread. We don't like wheat. We find that wheat is so hybridized today that it's just not a good food anymore. It's just not yeah, a good I've food. definitely cut out gluten and for my daughter as well. Yes. Now, some people can handle gluten, um, uh, you know, oats and rye and barley. Uh, but wheat is definitely very irritating. Um, what will happen with the gluten, I think you'll find, Wendy, is that as your intestine heals, which may take a couple of years, um, you'll be able to eat the gluten. The glu- you know, that won't bother you as much. Hmm. But the wheat is uh, irritating, and it is very high in glutamine, an amino acid today. And glutamine is a very irritating, kind of stimulating amino acid. So Some you people think like it. You think weed's yeah. out forever for everyone? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I think people are bringing back some of the heirloom wheat. In other words, they're trying to bring back the old grains, the old meat. They're getting heirloom cows from France. They're bringing back some of the old you know, stuff before all the hybrids came along. And so there's hope. There's hope. But for now, wheat and spelt, uh, best thing is to avoid them. There are substitutes. You can get pasta made out of rice and quinoa and corn and so forth. So, you know, I've I've had a lot of problems with my thyroid, and uh, definitely I'm very interested in what role the thyroid and the adrenals, you know, they work in concert together. What role do they play in brain fog? Um, Huge, because the adrenals and the thyroid, in many cases, determine your metabolic rate, your oxidation rate. You have a fast thyroid, you're going to have a fast oxidation rate. Slow thyroid, sluggish oxidation rate, along with the adrenals. Those, the thyroid and the adrenals are the two main energy-producing glands in the body. And the way Dr. Eck explained it is, the thyroid is like the spark plug, provides the spark, and the adrenals provide the fuel, if you want to use an analogy to a car engine. And, and... If you ever talk to a mechanic, he tells you that in order for your engine to run, you've got to have both. You've got to have the fuel, and you've got to have a spark. And your body is somewhat the same way. And today, the environment is loaded with thyroid antagonists. Really, they're iodine antagonists. And those are fluorine, chlorine, and bromine. And they oppose iodine, and they're everywhere. They're in all the food. They're in the water. They're in the air. And uh, 
Bromine is used in commercial bread. Uh, fluorine is fluorides are in the, added to the water, and even if you don't drink tap water, it's found its way into our food supply. And chlorine is added to all the water, which is also found its way into the food supply. And those things trip up your thyroid. Everybody's thyroid. Most everybody. Yeah, I think it's one of the reasons America is so overweight. Yes, overweight, tired, depressed, you know, and sick. You know, generally lots of diseases associated with thyroid problems. And um, uh, the other thing that gets into your thyroid is copper and mercury, poisons of thyroid. And so we have to remove all that, put back the good nutrients in the thyroid. The thyroid needs manganese and some zinc and uh, selenium and other, other minerals. And the thyroid starts working fine. We find that thyroid medicine is never necessary. That's thyroid hormones. And you know how popular that is? I don't know how many people are on that. Probably one out of four, one out of five. I don't know. We find we have to take people off that or your thyroid will not heal properly. Mm. It's a crutch. Hormones should be produced within the body. They're not designed. I don't care if they're natural hormones. They're not designed to be taken in a pill or a patch or a shot or something. Yeah, I read that if you if you take thyroid hormones or you take adrenal hormones like estrogen or progesterone or testosterone, that that it upsets that delicate feedback loop in your body where your body will stop producing it because it doesn't need it. You're already getting an influx of it. That's right. It also sort of locks the body in. In other words, your hormones really change every minute of the day. You know, you get up and take a walk, you'll need a certain type of hormone, a certain amount. Then you lie down for a nap and... Your hormone needs will change. Then something happens, you get all excited. Hormones need change again, again, again. And so that's how your hormones are regulated in your body. When you take a pill once a day, um, you lock the system in. It can't change, or not as much. And it, it doesn't work very well, and it really slows everything down. It also slows down something we call development, because nutritional balancing is not just about getting rid of symptoms. That's easy, really. That's the first part. But there's something else that human beings are capable of, and that's we call that development. Mental development, spiritual development, if you want. And nutritional balancing will do that. That means it will expand your brain capacity. It will expand your immune response more than otherwise you'd be able to do, even if you were healthy. Um, you actually get more neurons in your brain. Um, the pyrus patches will restore themselves. The thymus will restore itself. These are um, this is more esoteric, but it's it's very important. It's fun. It's nice that nutritional balancing will actually develop a person mentally, meaning help them achieve their total potential. That's Most absolutely. That's absolutely what I've experienced. And when I was first reading about it, I was like, whatever. It, you know, I'm just here for my physical symptoms to right. be relieved. But it's absolutely true. I've I've absolutely noticed myself uh, developing spiritually and developing mentally, just clearer thinking and and just wanting yeah, to help people. Yeah, you get people. smarter. It's just you amazing. Know, it's hard to explain. Talents and abilities uh, show up. And develop, yeah, it's wonderful. It's it's an important part of um, nutritional balancing science. And if you take a lot of the drugs, medical drugs or holistic stuff, the herbs, 
chelation, hormones, those two are the worst, chelation and hormones. Um, it doesn't happen. You may feel okay. You may feel better. The hormones may, you know, even you out for a while. But uh, you don't develop because that requires a more delicate program and balancing the body and not taking hormones. Yeah. And so we find that to be a constant um, when we work with people. No, brain fog, it's certainly not a medical diagnosis or something that's even considered or treated in allopathic Western medicine. So how, how does one go about identifying brain fog? Um, it's difficult. I suppose there might be um, psychological tests. But I think most people know when they're not functioning well. You know, their friends tell them, you know, you're not remembering things. Or they have trouble balancing a checkbook even, which is very simple. Um, or, you know, they, they have trouble with tasks. Um, I don't recommend that you go for things like an EEG, which is an electroencephalogram, which is a brain scan, not with, an, not with x-rays, but with probes, you know, little electrical things on your head. It's, a, it's an expensive procedure, and they can map the brain activity. Um, I don't have a good way to, um, so to speak, diagnose. We don't diagnose things. We don't feel we need that, um, the diagnosis. Nutritional balancing is based on a different concept. We don't diagnose things and then treat things. What we do is we assess the whole system, and we identify imbalances. We don't identify diseases. For example, we might identify that the oxidation rate is too slow or that the sodium-potassium ratio is too low or that a mineral level is high. That's about the extent of what we would call diagnosis, and it's not really of disease. It's, it's assessing the chemistry. And then we just balance what we see. When one layer is balanced, the body goes on to the next. You can go deeper. Red lights, more red lights. Well, let's talk a little bit about fatigue, because uh, fatigue is a huge, huge problem in fast-paced America. And uh, just curious, what is causing this rampant plague of fatigue in our society, which has us totally addicted to stimulants like caffeine and sugar? The same things that is causing brain fog. Mineral deficient food, you know, nutrient deficient food, because it's not just minerals, but that's probably the most important. Um, a world of full of toxins that get inside of you, toxic metals, toxic chemicals, infections, which are biological toxins, radiation, which is um, a toxin that is sometimes related to a person who's been irradiated, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and the body being out of balance, either running too fast, the engine running too fast, fast oxidation, or too slow, both of which will cause fatigue, oddly enough. If you ever pedal a bicycle in very low gear too fast, you know your, your feet are spinning around, you get real tired. Get real tired doing that. So, what uh, toxic heavy metals contribute to fatigue? Well, um, I would say cadmium is one of the most powerful fatigue inducing um, uh, toxic metals. Uh, copper, zinc, and maybe maybe cadmium too. Well, I said cadmium, lead too are among the most fatigue-producing, nickel, sometimes, uh, most fatigue-producing minerals. 
But again, I don't I don't want to encourage people to try it themselves because although we do have on my website there's something called the free program. If you're not ready to embark on a whole nutritional balancing program, the free program is a basic diet, basic supplements, coffee enemas, saunas, and rubbing your feet with a heat lamp, um, or rubbing your belly, uh, putting it on your belly. That's the other way to do it. Anyway, but um, that's not enough usually. Um, you need more than that. But fatigue is um, is the result basically of uh, enzyme dysfunction and uh, mitochondrial dysfunction and it is related to nutrition. Yeah, so how what exactly are the nutritional deficiencies that contribute to fatigue? Because I know the mitochondria are the energy powerhouses of the cells. Like what what are they missing today in our diet? Oh, they're missing forms of iron and copper. The electron transport system, there's an article on our website called the electron Electron transport. And Dr. William Koch, who lived almost 100 years ago, who elaborated the Krebs cycle and the, or the tricarboxylic acid cycle and the glycolysis cycle. And so what's missing are enzymes or minerals needed for enzymes called metalloenzymes. And so the body simply doesn't produce much energy. Uh, producing energy is just a step. Uh, in the breakdown of your food. Your, your body breaks down the food, and some of it goes to produce energy. ATP. ATP is like the refined gasoline of your body. So first you go through that, and to the ATP, and then the next thing, something happens, and you get very depressed, and that's the later stage of brain fog that keeps up. So um, those are some of the things that um, that can produce fatigue. It's a, it's very important. It can be a complex sometimes, though, because you can have four or five toxic metals. You can have nutrient deficiencies. You know what I mean? You can have infections. Many people are walking around with a dozen or more infections, a dozen or more. Anyone who's got root canal-filled teeth usually has some infections, and I suggest those be removed, be removed. Well, what do you hard. suggest? I have a, a root canal, so what do you suggest, an implant? Uh, you could use an implant. If it's not in a critical area, you could use just a little plastic bridge, you know, a little cheap thing. Um, it just depends where the tooth is. Okay. Yeah, because I keep hearing uh, all over the place on podcasts and whatnot about how you shouldn't do root canals, but I never hear any suggestions about what you should be doing. Yeah, unfortunately, they have to be pulled out, and then uh, you'll need a bridge. In most cases, now one friend of mine has a bunch there. He's getting them removed slowly, but they're on the outside. They're they're not hurting anything. They're just wisdom teeth. She didn't mm-hmm. want to part with, but now they're infected, and um, they should come out. But see, a wisdom tooth is way in the back. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to. You know what I mean? You don't have to have a bridge. If the person has tons of root canals, meaning you know ten or something, and some people do. Getting those all out, you may have to get a um, partial plate, meaning false teeth. Yeah. But it's usually worth it to get that out of there because the infection is spewing very deadly poison. Very deadly poison. Yeah, I've heard that it's it just it's anaerobic bacteria and it just constantly spews bacteria nonstop into your bloodstream. It's yeah. just a main cause of autoimmune disease as well. Yeah. Now, brain fog can also be caused by eating aspartame, you know, the um, artificial sweeteners. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't want to forget that factor. You definitely do not want to get anywhere near that, you know, aspartame factory or whatever. And you don't want that diet everything. Don't do diet soda, please. Please stay away from diet soda. It's got about 70 chemicals in it. Uh, yeah, that I know. That can definitely that, cause brain fog. That aspartame has, a, uh, the FDA has 100 different side effects reported with aspartame. That's actually the, the t- uh, content of my next blog post is uh, deadly artificial sweeteners. Yeah. Yeah, so those are those are another set of chemicals. Pesticides is another set of chemicals um, that can cause brain fog. Being anemic can cause brain fog. A lot of people are slightly anemic. And the answer usually is not iron. It's usually to balance your copper. But brain fog, if your brain doesn't get enough blood, it's going to kind of starve. So we that's a common cause as well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, well, how does adrenal fatigue contribute to fatigue? Well, the adrenals produce your stress hormones that give you energy. And if the adrenals are all out of balance, the body will be out of balance. And fixing the adrenals will often fix other problems. That's how important the adrenals are. Um, that's a quickie answer. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? In other words, you have to fix the chemistry. Have to fix it. Yeah, I guess a lot of people don't know what the adrenals are. They're little glands that produce like 50 to 60 different hormones, including estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And those are the little messengers that tell your body, instruct your body what to do. So if your adrenals are fatigued, you're not producing all these things, and you can have menopausal symptoms and fatigue and all, all kinds of problems. Yes. I Also, you know, the adrenals have a lot to do with the autonomic nervous system. And that's another thing that nutritional balancing, as opposed to other vitamin programs, deals with extensively. We find many people have uh, what you call dysautonomia. They have all these fancy names now, P-O-T-S, which stands for postural, um, orthostatic, um, tachycardia syndrome. They got all these names, but what they all are, is the autonomic nervous system's not working right. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And we find that, and that has to be corrected too. Now, the adrenals are called the fight-or-flight glands because they produce adrenaline and cortisone. They don't produce 50 or 60 hormones, I don't think, but it might be 10, you know. Oh, and, well, that's uh, what I read. Okay. Well. Anyway, um, fixing the adrenals takes a while. Um, you have to be in a fairly calm place. It really helps, at least, to do that. And the adrenals um, are very central. Kidney adrenal in uh, acupuncture and Chinese medicine is the seat of the qi. Uh, it's very important, very, very important. They regulate blood sugar. Uh, they regulate mineral metabolism. There's the mineral mineralocorticoids, the glucocorticoids. Um, they regulate uh, sweating. They regulate all kinds of things. So all that is needed to be in balance. In other words, people need an overhaul. That's how I think of it. You know how you take your car into the mechanic and sometimes it's just something simple? Other times he looks at it and he says, you know what, you need a new engine. You no, need an overhaul. That's the norm. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what most people today need that. And they'll feel better. They will feel a lot better. If you, if you go to too many doctors, bring the test by here because... Going to a lot of doctors, you just get confused. 
The doctors don't yeah, know anything about hair testing, so they say, oh, they, they poo, 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 poo it. They think it's stupid. Yeah, that's what my doctor did. Because I was trying to ask a few health practitioners about whether it was legitimate or not or yeah, no. accurate. And they all said, no, it, it's really not shown to be accurate, but they just have wrong information. And very little information. Very little information about hair analysis. Um you know, the, the, the JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association, did a study on it. They've done two. But if you look at their, um, the references, they're very, very limited, very limited. And a couple of them are sort of like private conversations, that kind of thing. It doesn't really count. So the misinformation, also among naturopaths, same thing, misinformation about hair analysis. They're not taught the truth. Yeah, because a lot of the studies that are done are done with labs that wash the hair, and of course they're not going to have accurate results because that washes no, that's away the same the, idea. The that's water true, but it's obvious up. to you, but it's not obvious to them. Yeah. Or they would never do it. I can't imagine that they would do it if they knew. Yeah, luckily I think there's some uh, naturopathic doctors and a few other doctors that are the words getting out because it really does work. So and I have heard on some podcasts some physicians that are using hair mineral analysis in their protocols of treating patients. Yeah. So what exactly yeah. is involved in the nutritional balancing program? You mentioned uh, the supplements. Like how many supplements do, does someone usually okay, well, be on? The program, the program consists of a diet for your metabolic type. The diet is very, very, very important. We have a lot of people who say, I don't want to do your diet. Just give me the supplements. Well, you know what? It doesn't work very well in some cases. It, it'll work a little, maybe. program is a little bit redundant, but the diet is critical. So that's first. The drinking water is critical. Three quarts. Spring water, very critical. We don't like Deer Park. That's the only one so far that causes problems. Then... Um, uh, it can, and and this, then you, yeah, on top of that is a supplement program, and it's about nine or ten supplements, I'd say. There are some extra ones that would bring it up to 12 supplements, but they're extra on everybody. They're optional. So if you don't want to spend the money, and the, the pr- supplements can cost 150 a month. They can even cost a little bit more uh, if you do them three times a day. Mm-hmm. So the supplement program is very precise. It's for the metabolic type. It's for the diet type. Then um, we have lifestyle. Go to bed early, get lots of rest and sleep. And uh, I know I feel like I'm sleeping my life away. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. You're just getting well. I know. I'm trying to sleep. It's necessary for healing. But, yeah, but I, then, I feel great doing it. Yeah. And then finally, we have what we call the procedures, and they're very important for some people. Some people are not as critical, but. Um, for example, the coffee enemas are for your colon and your liver, primarily. Now, for some people, they're a lifesaver, and they can't do anything without them. They just can't do the program without them. They get too sick. Yeah, I've heard they really help detox, help, you know, assist your body in getting the heavy metals out, and they're really good for pain as well. Yeah. Yeah, so the procedures are the coffee enema, near-infrared lamp sauna, which is different from the regular sauna and the far-infrared type. We don't like far-infrared because they all put out EMFs, electromagnetic fields, stray fields. And the frequencies, believe it or not, are not as good, even though they'll tell you their their frequencies are the right ones. The lamp bulbs put out red, orange, and yellow color therapy, and they put out 
mostly near infrared, tiny bit of middle infrared. Um, and then we also want everyone to rub their feet. Foot reflexology, get a chart, rub your whole foot, do the toes. Top of the toes represent where um, where the uh, um, the coffee enema and all that stuff goes in. But that's interesting. How does the foot reflexology help? We don't know how it helps except that it balances out your meridians. It balances out your acupuncture energies. It does it very nicely. It also gets rid of blockages in the channel system. And that's explained on the website. Okay. And then another procedure is the Roy Masters meditation, at least half an hour twice a day. And carrot juice, 5 to 10 ounces. I'm sorry, 10 to 12 ounces of carrot juice for an adult less for children, and fresh is better. Yeah, I know. I'm sucking fresh down that better. carrot juice. <laughs> yeah. But only 10 to 12 ounces. Otherwise, it's too much sugar, and it's too yin in Chinese medicine. Yeah, I know. Some people go really crazy with the juicing, but it's you know it's got to do it in moderation. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to go crazy with it. It's easy to go crazy with all this. We've had people addicted to coffee animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we've had people who wouldn't go in a sauna because they thought it damaged in some way. So how is nutritional balancing science superior to other methods of detox like chelation or fasting? Um, well, you know, it, it's another method of detoxification. And um, we don't like fasting at all and we don't like chelation. The bodies are very depleted. You fast, you become more depleted. Chelation is often the same story. There they use drugs sometimes. They're they're more, the the chelation is more allopathic, meaning it's got a symptom, you're after mercury, and you're going to get rid of the mercury. We don't think that way. What we think about is balancing your body, strengthening your body, restoring your enzyme systems, developing your mind, and when you do that properly, the toxic metals come out, all of them, two dozen. Much more than could ever come out with chelation. Yeah, and I read that chelation does it real shallowly, like you just kind of get some... It's more shallow, stuff. and you're forcing the metals out. You're literally ripping them out, and that's not good. It throws the body out of balance. Yeah, because um, your body's so using those metals. They have a purpose. In some cases, that's right. The metals are actually being used in some way. And so you can unbalance the body... The chelators themselves are a little toxic, and um, so those are some of the problems with chelation. Well, what about chlorella? Because people are like, I took chlorella for about a year, and like, people are just eating and sucking it down. Yeah, they eat it like crazy. It says like chelator. Crazy. We don't like chelators. Chelators pull out the good minerals with the bad ones. So chl- chlorella, buleweed, um uh, those are some of the chelators, the popular ones. Vitamin C, high-dose vitamin C. Uh, those are some of the popular chelators. So you recommend avoiding chlorella? Yes. Okay. So given yeah. our toxic world, uh, like, do you think that this is why people are getting really poor results when being treated by their physicians? Yes. You know, because the drugs I've never are working less and less because there's less to work on. Yeah, I've never the had drugs a doctor. drugs require vitality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a doctor mention heavy metals or chemical toxicity. You know, I've been to all kinds of doctors. Well, they, the one you went to, um, 
I mean, if they did, um, well, I don't know. You know, I was going to say chelation and that kind of stuff. They should talk about environmental toxins. But whatever, yeah. But what's nice is we don't have to know what toxin it is. We don't have to know if it's mercury poisoning. I assume everybody's mercury poisoned. It's impossible not to be to some degree. But we don't have to know that. We just start balancing and strengthening the body, and whatever's in there comes out. Very nice, much easier, much more happy and positive. Yeah, and it just seems sad to me that when people are going to physicians and they have all kinds of health problems, now the underlying cause isn't really being addressed because they're not. Most physicians aren't aware of the heavy metal issue. Yeah, well, I'm used to it. I just wait for them to come to me. I could proselytize, but it's kind of tiring. Yeah. <laughs> I had, um, you know, I had all these doctors approach me when my residency when we helped, you know, we helped somebody. But, you know, the doctors are pretty brainwashed. They're pretty brainwashed. They have no idea how brainwashed they are. They actually think that what's called modern medicine is all there is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they think that nutrition is sort of a sideline. And they really believe that. And, of course, I was trained that way. And for a while, nutrition wasn't working. Natural methods were not working on me. And so I began to believe the way they, they do. That, you know, nutrition is nice, and maybe you can prevent some cancer and prevent some heart disease. But that's about it. But we find that, no, nutrition is a form of medicine. It's a form of healing. And it's very precise. It's very powerful. It's scary powerful because we can make people worse by giving them the wrong program. That's why we want people to retest their hair. Yeah, as a person changes, you've got to change the, the program. Yeah, I got every, every three months. That's right. That's how to do it. Three or four months. For retests after that, for some of the clients, they don't have a lot of money, they can go six months. But six months, you'll see more change. But you have to do that. Otherwise, I don't know how they're living. Yeah, it's just there's. I mean, you, you just if you want to be healthy and live to 110, you have to get these metals out of your body, and you do that by balancing the minerals in your body. It's really yeah. simple. So it's, that's why it's simple I, in concept. It's not simple, I can tell you, in uh, practice. You know, coming up yeah. with those programs. I used to think nutritional balancing was so difficult that I couldn't do it. I I just yeah. couldn't do it. it. My brain would be on fire from burning from trying to figure out all the different angles and all that. And uh, now we help we help our practitioners. Anyone who wants to become a practitioner, we have a desperate need for practitioners. And I set up the program. So, you know, they end up sending a copy of the test to me or to, uh, to their consultant that will work, their coach. And then I will, it gets forwarded to me and I will set it up. And, uh, and then you can take the whole hour to explain it. But actually, it's not that simple. It's a set of elements, Wendy, and the elements must be correct. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying to think of a good analogy. It's sort of like gardening. It sounds simple, but actually, you've got to do some things right. Yeah. The soil has to have the right amount of water. You've got to have the right seeds. You've got to have the right plant food. Everything has to be right. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You know, Many people try gardening, and nothing comes up. I've done that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, something was wrong. The seeds, the water, the fertilizer, not enough sun, something. Well, I'm your so, right-hand man because I really want to get the word out to people how important this program is and how it will t- 
turn their health around like nothing else that they've tried. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that'd be and wonderful. If, and if you read my blog, I have all kinds of blogs about uh, addressing your health health conditions naturally without medications. If you know, mm-hmm. start you know, you want to stave off the medications as long as possible. But in every blog that I write, every health condition that I write about can be helped with nutritional balancing. So I I can't help but include that protocol as part of the, you know. Yeah, it works on quite a wide array of conditions. I will give a warning that it is not enough for cancer. For cancer, which is a stealth disease and often a very fast-moving disease, you know, the person's here one day and in two weeks they're dead kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, we always add, if you're going to use it for cancer, we always add a cancer-killing remedy. And the ones we like the best because they're low toxicity and they're quite effective and they're inexpensive is Cantron and maybe Protocell, which is very similar to Cantron. We also like the Kelly Metabolic Enzyme Therapy. That's more expensive, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the two that we really love. They work. But does it support cancer nutritionally, like it will help improve your health status? Oh, uh, it will. You will... The program will improve your health status, but you might still die of that cancer because it can be very fast-moving. So we want to combine that with what you might call a natural chemotherapy. The other natural chemotherapy are the high-powered pancreatic enzymes, and they will also kill cancer. And why the doctors don't use this, I don't know, except there'd be no money in it at all. No money in it. And cancer is a huge cash cow. Huge. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why... I'm very cynical to say that. I said that to my financial advisor once and he said to me you you don't expect me to believe that larry do you that doctors would do things for money (laughs) and that the drug companies are just you know cynical um it's true it's absolutely true medicine is a business yeah and 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 even if the government runs it it's still a business yeah i mean the pharmaceutical companies have set it up so they've passed laws so it's actually illegal for a physician to recommend anything other than chemo and radiation for a treatment right. for cancer. It, it's sickening. It's sickening, and also the doctors are not going to tell you that because they're scared of losing their license. And so you don't even get the truth from them. You do not yeah. get the truth. And that's that's why what right. happens when the government runs medicine. Yeah. The government does run medicine through licensing boards and now through Obamacare. And so your control over your health care is going away. And I do urge people, get that law repealed. Get that law repealed. It's horrible. Horrible. But the Obamacare? Yes. Yeah. About the worst piece of legislation ever. I mean, there are like 21 new taxes in it. There are 50 new government boards. Basically, they're death panels. They're going to decide whether you get treatment or not, whether you get a kidney transplant or not. They're going to make all the decisions. Yeah. And um, there's all kinds of perks for Mr. Obama's friends in there. Um, it's a horror. Yeah, and that's why it's more important than ever to take responsibility, take control of your health. That's right. Get good nutrition and seek out alternative methods of of healthcare because there's so such so many alternatives to modern medicine. But it's modern medicine is a compliment. It does it is helpful in some ways. Yeah, but but there's so much more that they don't do, and nutrition is probably number one. Yeah. I remember being a resident, a medical resident at a fancy fancy place, and my supervisor was in the family practice department. 
my supervisor smiled at me, and with a grin, he said to me, I never ask people about their diet. And I was a student, and I, I couldn't exactly talk back to him. But I thought to myself, yeah, that's one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? every cell in your but body. But that was his brainwashing, and it's very important to understand that. Yeah. The doctors are brainwashed. I mean, it's crazy. And, of course, most of them are very unhealthy, too, because yeah. they take their own drugs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because every cell in your body is built upon the nutrition that you consume, the vitamins and minerals, the proteins. Your entire body is built of it. So, yeah. of course, it will have a profound effect on your health. Yeah, but it's so important to realize when you enter the medical system, you're dealing with brainwashed people. Yeah. You're not dealing with conscious, aware, awake. They may know their their subject very well, but that's it. They know They know their drugs or their surgery. And thank heavens they do, by the way, if that's what they're using. But um, there's so much more, there's so much more. And and you won't get that from the Internet because they all look the same. Yeah. All sites look the same. Well, Dr. Wilson, thank you so much for being on the show. That was uh, truly enlightening. And a I great hope pleasure. You've helped a lot of the listeners out there to, you know, address the root causes of their problems. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, and so uh, Dr. Wilson, you can find him on drlwilson.com. Yeah, it's uh, very important. It's dr like doctor, and then you have to put L. Yeah, L. Drl Wilson, because there's another dr Wilson. You don't want that. Yeah, drl Wilson. And there are over 800 articles there to read, wow. all free. Over 800 articles on nutrition and health and related topics like lifestyle. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Wilson. And I want to definitely have you back on the show soon, talk about some other things. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be happy to. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye.